Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Monday, August the 15th. We thank you for listening to AFR. Joining me in studio today is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Morning, Tim. Uh, You fellas have a good weekend? Sure did. Did you? I did. It's nice. Cooler temps. It was nice. You know, I was was looking ahead at that, and... uh, We've got some cooler temperatures for most of the country coming up, right? Yep. Yep. Looking like uh, several days, good part of the next week to 10 days will be in the mid to uh, upper 80s. That's that's a break for us. Wednesday, talking about two days from now? Yeah. 79. Is the high. Is the high. Wow. I'm talking global cooling right there, my friend. <laughs> August in Mississippi, 79. I know, I know. Something's not right. I know. Something's off kilter. Yes. We need huh? to start increasing our uh, carbon footprint <laughs> to get those temperatures back up. Jump in your car as everyone. Uh, 80s for the next 10, 12 days. I know. For us. But, uh, we, and we hope pleasant weather it, it will be wherever you uh, live. Um, all right. Uh, in Florida, it's about the same all year round, isn't it? South Florida. Mm-hmm. I talked to my dad. uh Yesterday, and he he lives in, he and his wife live in Deerfield Beach, and uh, so I asked him. I said, "Well, you know, what what was the summer like? You know, in Florida, you know, it was brutal everywhere else. Right? Yeah, it's the same. You know, <laughs> pretty same much as the it's same. Always been yeah, yeah, pretty much the same. Uh, all right. The reason I say South Florida, that's where a lot of the action's taking place. Mar Largo, right? It sure is. Uh, it's hard to believe it's been almost a week now since the FBI raid on the residence of the former president, Donald Trump. And uh, late last week, uh, we got a list from uh, the United States Department of Justice as to what the boxes were labeled that the FBI agents took out of the president's residence. And uh, for instance, like box 15A, miscellaneous secret documents. Um, and, uh, box 26A miscellaneous top secret documents. That's how we name our boxes when we move. Yes. That's the way. <laughs> I mean, have you seen 26B? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at <laughs> miscellaneous kitchen items. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, of course that is being disputed, uh, by Trump and his lawyers, what they are asking for and what they are claiming that in some of those boxes that are unlabeled according to this list uh, or just box labeled a 39 for instance apparently according to trump's people the fbi agents took privileged documents another uh, documents that were between trump and his lawyers it's sounding like more and more these agents a couple of dozen of them went in there and they just grabbed everything uh, at one point, they did apparently ask the Trump security people to turn off the cameras, and Trump security people did not. So uh, apparently, there are videos now of how the agents went about their business. 
And I guess that's how we found out that some of the agents went into Mrs. Trump's closet. And there are some videos out there this, this morning so- of <laughs> Attorney General <laughs> Eric Garland in a Melania in dress. In an evening gown. <laughs> in an evening gown. Yeah, there's been some funny, funny, funny stuff out coming there. out of this. But uh, that's where we are What's with wrong this. with that? <laughs> you guys are judging him? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, actually, I'm not a biologist. Not ju- so <laughs> I'm not sure he, how he identifies. Uh, Stolen dress. Yep. What, what everybody would like, I, I, I guess what everybody would like to see, though, and the important document, which the public is not aware of, and that is the affidavit that the FBI, the Justice Department, used to go to the judge, the magistrate down there in Florida, to get permission to do this raid. Because in that affidavit, they have to prove to the judge that we know there are certain documents in that house. And we know approximately where they are, and that's why you should grant us this warrant to go in and do the raid. Yeah, supposedly you you can't go before a judge and say we want a warrant to search this house, and the judge says, well, why? You can't just say, well, we got a bad feeling. Yeah. You know, you got to say... We have this evidence that there are drugs in this house. In the case of Mar-a-Lago, we have this evidence that there are these documents in these boxes in this location, and that's all we're going to search. Yes. You're not going to get a search warrant to just go and see what you can find. Yeah. This is really confusing for the average person out here. Um. To, I mean, I think I speak for average people <laughs> everywhere. This is uh, FBI. By the way, this judge was Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Was not he was not a um, a federal judge per se. Nope. He was a magistrate. Correct. I, I don't know. I didn't even know those kinds of judges existed. I didn't. I didn't. I thought there were just federal judges, and that's all there were. But this guy's a uh, he isn't a he isn't a a true federal judge. I guess is what I'm saying. Did you know this? I didn't. Yeah. Do you know what a magistrate is compared to a federal judge, Fred? It, it's a much lower level. It is a federal judge, but it's not. Yes. It's not uh, what we think of as a federal judge. And this guy who uh, granted this uh, search warrant uh, was, uh, uh, you know, he had posted derogatory things about President Trump. Uh, his personal views. Um, so it, the reason I say it's confusing, I know some people listening go, it's not very confusing to me. They're just mm-hmm. going after Trump. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you try to step back from, okay, are you, do you like president Trump or not? And just go, well, what's, what's this really, you know, can you look at this, try to look at it ob- object? Uh, objectively, and it's very difficult because the FBI has a history with President Trump. They've been after him. Do, need we recite right. the examples that are, have been recited ad nauseum for the last uh, almost six years now? Six years, yes. Even when he was running. If you want them recited again, just turn into Hannity tonight for the first. <laughs> and the, it's Sean, Sean will recite them first ten minutes uh, like like the Rosary uh, every. <laughs> Every every show, but anyway, he's. Uh, I don't have anything against Sean Hannity. It's just to repeat, repeat, repeat. But what I'm saying is, uh, the reason it gets confusing is, 
you got the president of the United States, former president, they load up a bunch of boxes from the White House with with people who are assigned to do such duties. President Trump does not know what all's in those boxes, I dare say. He, can you imagine President Trump down on the floor two days before leaving the White House in his pajamas going, uh, Melania, can you come help me sort out these yeah. boxes so we can decide what we take with? Hey, here's a picture of us with Macron. Yeah. Do you think we need to? You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, no, all these boxes were were probably had been stored somewhere or put somewhere in the White House. They were transferred over to President. They got loaded on trucks, and they got shipped to Mar-a-Lago, and they've probably been in a room ever since. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they have been nobody. And, and, uh, the, uh, the, uh, was it the FBI or the, uh, uh national, the national archives came and came and took half of them. And the rest of them, according to president Trump and his lawyers, the FBI told them to put a lock and key on the boxes that were still there mm-hmm. and which they did. Mm-hmm. So why do you bust in? Uh, when President Trump says they could have had these boxes had any time that they wanted, he and his right. lawyers say, all they had to do was, re- they could have taken them last time, seems to me. Right. Except that you, maybe you had some of these uh, client you, you, uh, client and attorney privilege, is what President documents. Trump's client, documents, yes. that were mixed in there mm-hmm. with these uh, documents. And so also it just, um, but, but it seems like to me, my opinion is this probably could have been handled between lawyers and not had to go to this extent. Uh, if it's true, President Trump's telling the truth here that they could have had them any time they wanted. Why didn't they mm-hmm. request them first mm-hmm. officially? If they didn't, they should have requested them first officially through his lawyers, and then they could have done like Hillary did, just go through every one of them and decide which ones the justice department gets i'm being a little facetious there but but that that is the problem tim the big problem is more and more americans are recognizing that former president trump is being treated differently than hillary clinton was oh it's blatant then barack barack obama we are told still has thousands millions yes millions of documents in his possession that Apparently, the archive people say, sure, Barack Obama, you can just keep them at your house in Chicago. Well, what they've said is that there's no classified materials in there, which makes me go, come on, guys. How do you know? Who's, yes. Yeah, how do you know? Plus, uh, what President Obama uh, and his team promised to do was digitize, digi- digi- digitalize that right yes, there, yeah. it. Yes. And then return them back to the uh, National Archives or to the. But whoever. not one of those has been returned. No, yet. they haven't. No, they haven't. No, they have it. So, well, uh, I, I, let me let me. Sometimes I play the liberal on yeah, the show. That's I'm gonna fine. I'm gonna play the conservative conspiracy nut right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm just playing this, folks. I'm not really a nut. Okay, here's here's my answer well, that's to, to be determined. <laughs> <go> that's, <ahead. laughs> that's true. Uh, here's one possible reason why they did it this way. You're saying why didn't they just communicate between lawyers? Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's one reason why they may have done it this way. Because President Trump has been having a great deal of success 
um, standing behind certain candidates, and he may give uh, bring his influence to bear for the uh, midterm elections coming up. And how better to undermine that influence of the former president and possible candidate for 2024 than to make a big show of having the FBI come in and raid his house and start talking about nuclear codes and classified documents and possible charges to be filed against the former president in the lead up to the November election to try to quell, quench Republican turnout. I think that's what half the country believes already. Mm -hmm. Also, well, I don't think that's conspiracy. I mean, that to to a uh, liberal or a left-wing media outlet, that would sound like a conspiratorial. You know, they trust the FBI completely, except they're the defund the police people. I mean, no, they only trust the FBI when it's convenient uh, for, for them to go after President Trump and try to damage him. Um, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what the affidavit shows whenever that's released to the public. If we ever see it. If we, uh, yes, if we ever see it. Now, uh, the FBI or nor the uh, Justice Department commented uh, on the affidavit. So when you're talking about nuclear code secrets yeah. or something like that, something having to do with nuclear weapons, that was the uh, Washington Post quoting a source. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That so that's not there's nothing official um uh, uh there. I, I I think look, this is this is my opinion and I'm not naive. I remember the the Daily Machine, Richard Daily Machine in Chicago and uh, we all know there are corrupt governmental entities, there are corrupt politicians. We, we all know that happens. But the expectation for most Americans is that the the sword of justice will cut both ways. And listen, if presidents bring stuff, take stuff to their home, and they're allowed to declassify it, and they make those decisions, fine. Then let those rules apply to everyone equally. That, that I think that's I think that's what bothers Republicans is the clear hypocrisy. And the abuse of the justice system and the Justice Department to only target one person and one political party. And that's, I think, what bothers people. If President Trump did something illegal, and this is the standard that has been applied to every other president, all right then, fine. But my feeling is... That's not the way this is being worked. Okay, and also if you if if Trump derangement syndrome people could step back for just a minute and and look at this from a uh, a rat what I would call a rational point of view. Okay, it's hard for you to do this. Hard for any of us to do that when you're so partisan. If right. any, if you're if you're really hardcore partisan, and that is this I mentioned earlier. President Trump had no idea. That's what Bill Maher said the other day. Had no idea what's in these boxes. I mean, completely. Okay, okay. And I and I, I read some of the message boards as much as you can stomach <laughs> on some of this. We have to do this because it's our job to talk about these issues that are in the news. So I like to read some of the message boards. Sometime, not spend a lot of time there, but five minutes maybe, just to get try to get a temperature of of the public on something that are not Russian bots, right? <laughs> but um, the the left wing here's what here's where they're framing it. President Trump stole stole from the 
from the government or from the, you know what I'm saying? Stole. That's the words they use. Um, stole means you took something intentionally for the purpose, to me, of benefiting yourself. Okay. How many of these hardcore left-wingers really believe that President Trump knew what was in those boxes? That's number one. They don't. They know he doesn't know. Right. He was moving out of the White House. Other people were loading up boxes. He didn't go through that. He was moving now, out unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. He thought he was going to win. Yes. So uh, that's number one. Number two, what do you really think's in those boxes that he could possibly use if it's nuclear codes, are you saying that President Trump is is tr- trying to uh, wants to bomb the world? You know what I'm saying? Use these so somehow he's going to go in there one night and say, you know, pull up pull up that box with all the nuclear codes. Where's that piece of paper? Yeah, let's see what we can do. Go, somebody go on the dark web here for me and see if we can launch a nuclear wo- war. Is that is that what he's his intentions are? Is that is that what you when you say stole something, so you really believe that's what he wants? Secondly, um, uh, if you don't believe he even knows what's in those, those would have been taken inadvertently or unintentionally, but not with any malice or any idea that he, you're going to do something uh, terrible with that information. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I, I don't. We don't know because these because the. Uh, uh, Justice Department has yet to reveal the affidavits. Probably their protocol not to. I don't know. Now, are you saying I'm? I'm a bit confused, Fred. Is, is this sealed the by, affidavit by the judge? Is the judge the only one who can unseal it, or can President Trump's attorneys ask that it be unsealed? It, my understanding is the Justice Department could appear before that judge and say, "We don't have a problem with you making that public." They are the ones that created that petition. You could redact it too if you needed to. If names are on there, for example, that shouldn't be like if they're. I'm just throwing some CIA agents' names are on there, or where they live, or what they do. Maybe that's something. I, I think the only way that the Trump team team of lawyers could force the release of this affidavit, I think, is if they sued the Justice Department. Yes, and they and they filed a suit, and they said, "Constitution, our uh, constitutional civil liberties, First Amendment rights, whatever rights uh, of the former president have been violated, and we're going to court." And thus, during discovery, they would have access to everything that happened prior to this raid. Yeah. One other thing about this that makes it unbelievable to me that President Trump would be doing anything illegal, illegal intentionally would be uh what 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 kind of person would keep stored boxes in a room in his home that incriminates him who does this you get rid of the evidence you take it out and and roast s'mores (laughs) at mar-a-largo out by the beach and, and bring papers out and burn them. Hey, he could ship it to his golf course in yeah. Scotland. Yeah, get them out of the country. But, 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 but why would you keep papers or documents that proves you did something illegal? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The, fact, the fact is everybody sees what happened in this raid 
through the lenses yes. of yes. the way they view the world anyway. Yes. So that's all why the, they say that's why the lefties say he stole government right. documents because they think he always steals. Yeah. They think he's a crook. Yeah. Right. And if you think pre, uh, former President Trump is a crook, then everything he does after that is yes. the work of a crook. Yes. If you are supportive of Donald Trump, then everything he does is right and the other side is wrong. And I, I think this smells bad just from right. a, a person who tries to be even-handed right. about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if the Justice Department wants to keep its reputation intact, such as it is, then they should be more forthcoming because it looks like you are the Justice Department of mm -hmm. the current sitting president who will probably might run again against the guy you just raided, and that looks bad. I, I think, too, the, uh, there's a larger story here. The, the country's in a mood right now. 75 million people, Americans, voted for Donald Trump in 2020. So they're looking at what happened. They're already in a bad mood about COVID restrictions and what it did to this country and what's happening in our economy right now. Right. Inflation rates and grocery prices are up. So they're in that kind of mood. On the very same day this raid occurred, you got to remember, that's when the U.S. Senate, with the help of Vice President Harris, passed the Inflation Reduction, Reduction Act. In that, they found out more than 80,000 new IRS agents are going to be hired. And so they're starting to see a government. They're starting to interpret all of this, and then this raid occurs which has never happened before in the history of this country right. on a former president, there are there are people out there that are starting to get worried that this government wants to take this country in a direction. Uh, I was listening to Jan Markell's uh, program yesterday, Understanding the Times. She did something very unusual. She doesn't usually comment on the news stories of the day, but she put those two things that happened a week ago today the passage of that bill with more than 80,000 new IRS agents, and then the raid, first time in history, former president's residence. And she says people are concerned that we are heading down a direction, and I think she used the term banana republic, <clears throat> about a government that is, that is ready to attack all its political enemies. They see the January 6th, the so-called insurrection commission going on. And they, they know no, this. No, it's going on and on and on and on. <laughs> it's it's political theater, but yeah. they are out to try to stop Donald Trump from running again. And so this has a lot of people, you know, Merrick Garland the other day, he said, I'm getting worried about the fact that Americans, I think, are mistrusting our justice system. No kidding. They have a reason yeah. not to for all the things that we've talked about going back to Russian collusion, the way Hillary Clinton was treated compared to Donald Trump. So there is a growing concern out there that we have a, a federal government right now that is willing to jeopardize our freedoms and our rights. Listen, uh, it's time for a break, and then we'll move on to another topic here. But listen, uh, we had two years of Robert Mueller mm -hmm. investigating President Trump's uh, alleged connections with Russia and how that impacted the election and all, all that, the money from banks in Russia and all this stuff. Two years uh, uh, with unfettered access to anything and anybody. That's what Robert Mueller and his team, all his lawyers, as I understand it, were, were Clinton people. Mm 
the lawyers that work for the federal government special counsel, right. Robert Mueller. They were politically driven to go after. They, 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 all they could come up with was uh, Stone and. Was it Paul Manafort? Manafort or, I mean, on a couple of uh, tax evasion or process crimes. You get to the end of two years and you're testifying before Congress and you don't have squat right. to show for it after all those millions of dollars. That told me right there they were just trying to politically uh, attack President Trump. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. We will visit the shepherd's fields in Bethlehem when we go to Israel in March of 2023. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. One of our stops along the way in Israel is to go to the shepherd's fields. This is the place where the shepherds were the night that the birth of our Savior was announced in Bethlehem or right around Bethlehem. Now, we don't know if we're looking at the actual uh, hill or not, but we are in the place that is described in the Bible. So it would have been right around where we are when we go to the shepherd's fields. That's just one of the stops on one of the days on our March 2023 trip to Israel. For all the information, go to the website twholyland.com, twholyland.com. Again, this is in March 2023. We hope you'll join us. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Parents will no longer be allowed access to public libraries in Loudoun County, Virginia schools. Stacy Langton tells the Washington Examiner that one principal is barring parents after she checked out All Boys Aren't Blue, one of several books she says contains child pornography and pedophilia. Now, educators got rid of Dr. Seuss and Little House on the Prairie, replaced them with material that would make even sailors blush. Many of the books available for kids contain pornographic material. In several instances, parents were ordered to stop reading excerpts at school board meetings. They were told the material was inappropriate for adults. Now, I would love to be able to read excerpts to you on the radio, but FCC regulations prevent me from doing that. It's against the law. I could face thousands of dollars in fines. And yet... School leaders want to let our children be exposed to that sort of pornographic smut. I'm Todd Stearns. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Psalm 14, 2. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed and Fred. We thank you for listening. If you want to uh, send us an email, address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. <clears throat> Again, we thank you for listening. Should you want to watch on the Internet, go to Facebook or YouTube. You can type in today's issues and watch there. And we have our own streaming service now, don't we, Ed? We absolutely do, streaming.afa.net, and you can go there. First of all, it is a great place to go to watch content produced by American Family Association, documentary films, cultural institutes, uh, impact series. We have all kinds of great things on there, even some uh, movies, fictional uh, stories. Uh, So that is at streaming.afa.net. But if you want to watch this program and some of the other talk radio programs live, we do stream those programs live at that website, streaming.afa.net. All you have to do is to go there, create a user account with a username, a password, and an email address. And uh, there's a lot of the content there that you can watch for free if you just do that. If you want to support uh, American Family Association, American Family Radio every month, and become a Great Commission partner, you have access to everything that is there at our streaming site. Did you guys say the CDC basically has conceded that the pandemic's over and that uh, we need to move on from COVID? Have you basically, have you, you guys been paying attention? Well, so to I know Steve Jordahl mentioned that in our story meeting, and he had some, some kind of reaction to that. But um, do, you, do you think it would be beneficial for, we mentioned this last week, for uh, President Biden to claim victory and and, and claim victory over COVID because that's what he said he was going to do. You remember? Yeah. He was going to. He was going to stop it. Stop it. In its tracks. And then he didn't because more people uh, died with COVID under Biden than did under Trump. Yeah. Remember, remember that? In, the, I, in, I, I in a one-year period. I, I think they, they will claim credit and claim the victory Okay, for but, but yeah. as I mentioned, then what do you do with the mandates for vaccine, for vaccine shots? Withdraw those two? Well, I, I mean, I can tell you what I think they should do. Absolutely, they should withdraw the mandates. If the CDC is changing its policy and basically saying right. that, the, that the COVID pandemic has become a- endemic and is just going to be here. That's what and, they've said. Yeah. yeah. So then that's what you should do, whether they will or not. I, I, I don't know. It's really interesting. Uh, what has happened is Nicole Sapphire, Dr. Nicole Sapphire, I believe her name is, she's one of the medical experts that Fox uses. She said at this point, and she's been on there now for two years talking COVID. She said at this point, there is absolutely no scientific evidence to keep these restrictions going. She says it's totally driven by politics. And, and she's not a really strong kind of political advocate side at all. But she says the science doesn't back it anymore. She says, here's what's happened. She says there's really no difference in COVID cases between those who have had the shots and those who had natural immunity. It doesn't matter anymore. Right, right. She says, so any kind of moves now are politically driven, not science driven. Because we all know, I mean, the president himself, COVID a couple of times. He's all boosted and shot and the yeah. whole thing. 
They need to drive. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It, it remains to be seen. We'll see what they do. But they they need to drop any kind of vac- quote vaccination mandates. Of course, having to do, especially with our military. But, right. Yes. And, and, but anybody, they just yeah. need to drop them. Yes. And say no, we're not we're not uh, advocating for that any longer because it's no longer necessary. But I think they're in a box on this one. So, so, so I'm talking about Biden and company a little bit because they insisted on this, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, they insisted in so much or you lose your job. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You've yeah. been in the military 18 years. I don't care. You get a shot or you're fired. You're yes, out of here. Right. You lose your benefits, the whole work. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and now here we are. It's the it's no longer necessary. We're going to fire people because they don't get a flu shot Yeah. now? Yeah. Because it's the same deal. Yeah. Same deal. So uh, I think he would benefit from uh, saying Biden that is. Not that I hope that he benefits from anything, quite frankly. Right. But if he would just say we're, we've uh, mission accomplished on COVID, we're going to have to learn to live with it. But it's not, um, it's not, it's turned into a flu or cold. And uh, no longer are we requiring uh, vaccination shots for anybody to do business with the federal government or to be a federal government employee or the military. That's we're ending that too and move on. Yeah. Okay. I, I, unless they are uh, in too far with the pharmaceutical companies and they have to get rid of the surplus vaccine. Listen, I, that would be a pathetic move. I don't think you can sell it to the American people. No one's buying that anymore. The necessity of getting, I said, no one. There, there, is a percent, there is a percentage of people who will continue to get their boosters, all right, just like there are people who continue to wear masks, okay? But the vast majority of people in this country think this is over, right. and they're not going back. And so you might as well just give this up and pretend like you have been thinking clearly and logically about this but, <clears throat> all along. You know, what, you know what's the telltale, though, that Biden and company know that the pandemic's over? is that they want all the illegals to come in now and not be held back by COVID uh, emergency restrictions. Well, right. the, well, that's that's one of the big issues. Do you remember what, that? What, yeah. is, what is that, a tennis player that wants to come here to play? Yeah, well, the top tennis player in the world. They are, not, they are forbidding for him to enter the country because why? Yeah. He doesn't have the vaccine. The point is being made, all these thousands coming across our southern border illegally, they're not stopping them. They're not asking, hey, do you have no, a shot? No, no, so, they're not. So you can you can be an illegal entering the country illegally. Yes, and they don't make them. And they right. don't make them take a shot. No. Well, now Canada, Canada's still holding fast, uh, aren't they? Canada's gone over the Niagara Falls, you know, it, it's, but. They're still talking about athletes who cannot play in Canada because they've never oh, got well, a shot. American baseball teams right, right. now. Yeah. American professional baseball teams right now who are traveling to play Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, they they have to leave players back home. Yep. Yes. Uh, well, it, what what's happening in Canada is, and and the civil rights people are now going after Trudeau. This is how bad it is. Right now, Trudeau is demanding that you have a little app on your phone when you come show up at customs when you f- try to fly into Canada, and you've got to have proof on that app of your latest shot and booster and the whole thing. But it also includes all kinds of other personal information. So even the lefties, the civil rights people in Canada are saying, wait a minute, this goes way too far. Right. 
that you don't get into the country. Even if you're a Canadian citizen coming back. Even if you're a Canadian citizen? You, if you can't prove you have the wow. latest shot, you're going to be quarantined up there for two weeks. Well, the CDC nuts. said no more quarantining. It's right. nuts. It's uh, absolutely nuts. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Next story, Fred. Well, uh, th- this is one of the stories that may have got uh, lost during the weekend, but former Alabama Chief Justice uh, Roy Moore. You remember he was running, uh, Jeff Sessions was appointed by Donald Trump uh, to be attorney general, so that opened up a Senate position in Alabama, and so they had an election campaign 2017. The former Chief Justice there, Roy Moore, was running. Remember there were a bunch of stories that came out that he many years ago was going to shopping malls and asking for dates for 14-year-olds. Well, one that, of those... Those were the allegations. Those were the allegations. And to the point, a Democratic-aligned super PAC actually ran an ad putting all of that to, together, the allegations. Well, now a, a, a federal jury there has awarded Republican Roy Moore $8.2 million in damages. Because they couldn't prove anything in that ad, right? So, so they, they defamed him. They defamed. Uh, they defamed him by by juxtaposing, yes, uh, picking and cherry picking quotes and comments, and then they mm-hmm. put them all into a, a television advertisement. And mm-hmm. this jury said, "You slandered the man. You yes. un- you defamed him, and yes. you owe him money." Yes. And so, Cu- couple of couple of things. So Judge Moore's friends are back now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> A couple of things that I would say about this. Uh, first of all, I obviously can't prove this, can't prove a negative, but uh, I'm pretty sure that the campaign against uh, Roy Moore, uh, as evidenced by this Democrat PAC, uh, probably kept him from winning. Yes. Uh, so. Oh, no doubt. They that, that, that was kind of the dagger to the heart. Second of all, it's been very difficult to find stories in the legacy media, hasn't it, yes. about this award of $8.2 million. Yes. So they were all piling on when the accusations right. are being levied. But now that he has been awarded this $8.2 million uh, settlement or uh, defamation lawsuit win, they're all quiet. Yeah. They want to talk I mean, about we're that. covering it, right? Yes. But yes, it's not out there. No. Uh, we mentioned uh, the thousands of illegals that continue to come across our border. Well, more and more buses of them from Texas are heading north to places like Arizona, too, New York yeah. City, and of course the mayor of New York City. Even though it is a sanctuary city, they say, "Oh, you know, we just can't handle this." They're actually asking the Biden administration for federal dollars to take care of them. But there's another story that's uh, come out during the weekend. Apparently, a busload of these illegals that was headed for New York City, they were approaching Chattanooga, Tennessee. And the illegals on the bus started to threaten the lawyers, uh, the driver of the bus, saying, we want to be let off in Chattanooga, and if you don't, we're calling the police. And we're going to act like we're being hostages aboard your bus. And apparently, so the bus driver let a bunch of them off there in Chattanooga, they immediately went over to a McDonald's and started soliciting money from people and wanting them to buy them hamburgers on this. Well, uh, T- uh, Tennessee Senator Marshall Blackburn was talking about this, saying these illegals being sent to New York and Washington 
are starting to get bold and demanding to be let off in other places all across the country. Cut five. What we have heard is that they are threatening the drivers from time to time, and they're wanting to get to where their friends are. See, they look at this, Steve, as safe passage, if you will, across the country, because they're being given that free bus ride to wherever they want to go. These sanctuary city mayors who are now complaining, they should be talking to Joe Biden. This is his policy that has caused this, and they have basically rolled out the welcome mat, said we're going to be a sanctuary city, give benefits, voting rights, privileges of citizenship. So there you have it. This is this is finally coming back to bite the Biden administration. Uh, and it's a brilliant move by the governor of Texas and governor of Arizona saying, okay, Biden administration, you're doing nothing about this. In fact, you've been encouraging it. So we're going to ship this problem all across the country. Well, you know what? The interesting thing is there's documentation. Of, I've read about this on the New York Post for over a year. Biden is uh, putting a lot of illegal immigrants on jets and flying them to New York oh, in, the, we, in yeah. the middle of the night. Yeah, we saw those videos several months ago. Yeah, doing the same thing Abbott's doing, except putting them on jets and flying them to New York in the middle of the night. And yeah. not telling governors or mayors that that was... There's been, no, there's been no complaining by the Democrat governor or mayor of New York on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> Well, again, it's, it is political because you have a Democratic mayor in New York City, for example, um, Eric Adams, and he's... Uh, you have a Republican governor, well, Republican governors, Doug Ducey in Arizona is also part of this. And they've made a big thing of it. They've made a big political point out of saying we're putting them on buses and we're going to see how to kind of use your phrase, Tim, how you like them apples. And so the, the, the blowback is coming as a result of politics. You're not going to have Eric Adams uh, saying anything negative about President Biden's policy. Of putting them on airplanes, and even though it's Biden's off. policy like, that's like leading. Well, listen, what, what Governor Abbott has said, and the governor of Arizona too, um, gentleman's name escapes me, is that look, our, our border communities have been overwhelmed for a couple of years now since Biden opened the floodgates. You know, for for the mayor of New York or the mayor of Washington D.C. to whine, we deal with this a hundredfold every yeah. day, and you got a couple of buses, and you're going wow. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa was us, you know, yeah. in New York and Washington, D.C. And uh, the mayor of Washington, D.C. is wanting the National Guard to help her with these folks. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And of course, I, uh, if the, if, but if Abbott wants the National Guard to help on the border, then the Democrat Biden would say no. Mm-hmm. Of course, that, that it has put the spotlight some on the D- Department of Defense in Washington, D.C. and the Biden administration. Because they have not granted the mayor of Washington D.C. the use of the National Guard. Because that that's a that's dramatic imagery. If you see National Guard troops with their M16s, yes. standing around Washington D.C., people go, "What's that all about?" Yeah, and then because they're because they're being uh, overrun with buses coming in right. from the border. Really, yeah. well, how's that happening? Who yeah. allows that to happen? Right. Well, the guy at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue is the one. You know what? Uh, we, we talk about this often. It's going to continue to be a big story, uh, a, a political story. Uh, but I, I don't, 
we haven't seen the full ramifications and won't probably for a couple, three years. When you allow what some reports say, 2 million people to come into our country and we don't even know who they are, they haven't been processed. You come in through airports in the United States, you got to have a passport or a green card. You got to have some kind of documentation mm-hmm. to be able, otherwise, you're held at the airport. Right. You just flood the southern border through Arizona or Texas, then the Biden just lets everybody and anybody come on in, and then he he'll ship them around the country. Or it's it's a uh, it's a dereliction of duty, yes, of his constitutional duty. Uh, and I, as I've said this before, I guess I'm a little surprised that Democrat voters don't care about that issue. I guess they just don't believe in borders at all. I mean, that's the, that's the only conclusion I can come to, which is kind of surprising even for Democrats to just don't even care about people flooding our flooding across. And we don't even know who they are. I think Democrat vote, voters down on the border care a whole lot, which is why you have some Democrat congressmen from communities down on the border. Yes. But Biden and Harris won't even take their phone calls. That's Fred. right. That's they right. They don't even take their phone calls, and they'll tell you that. So, so the Biden administration doesn't care even if Democrat voters are complaining. He won't even go down there for one visit. Not one. Two years. Biden will fly all over the world. He won't even go to our southern border for one visit to get a full understanding of what's going on. Uh, Harris, word salad Harris, <laughs> she's going, uh, she, she stops at the El Paso airport one day and says she's been. Yeah, to the border. <laughs> to yes. the border. I mean, so they obviously they don't care. To me, it, they're saying uh, neither does our party mm-hmm. care. And I guess, I guess I'm 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 saying fifty percent of Americans vote for Democrats, and the Democrat Party is 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 letting our country be invaded by millions of people. I can only conclude that people who vote Democrat don't care about that. Maybe. I don't know how else to read it, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I guess. Or maybe they do care, but it's down the list. They care about issues one through six more. Well, true. And but but uh, eventually that's going to affect people's wages. Right. Because, I, I mean, I've heard people tell me, like people who, who, who are here and have uh, lawn care services, for example. Right who are Hispanic, but they're American citizens. Well, now you're having millions of people come across the border and they're going to be offering to do that work for half of what. Right. The, now you uh, can't pay your workers a good wage. That's happening. I've heard about that yeah. already. That's happening. So, uh, also the irony here is that the Democrats are losing, uh, are losing the support of the Hispanic community. Yes, in America, and I think the Democrats have gone on the premise that okay, if we let millions of people come here who are Hispanic, then we will find favor, everlasting favor, with the uh, Hispanic vote. It'll be locked in as Democrat, 70-30, 80-20. That's what their hopes are. But now it's turning out that. People who are uh, Hispanic but are American citizens 
they don't necessarily agree with letting our country be overrun with people no. either nope. who are here illegally just because they happen to be Hispanic. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Next story, Fred. Today is August 15th. It is the first uh, anniversary, one-year anniversary, of the American withdrawal from Afghanistan. Been a lot of stories I've been uh, looking at over the last week or so of what's going on in Afghanistan today. One particular story, uh, the, the plight of women in Afghanistan. They won't let them go to school. They won't, and they're... Some of these women are now holding some kind of school in their houses for these precious little girls. Uh, we knew that was going to be one of the effects. Of course, we had the story last week, uh, the U.S. Uh, doing a drone strike on an al-Qaeda leader, uh, uh, al-Sawari. Sawari? Yeah. Uh, so we know, yeah al, so we know al-Qaeda is back in Afghanistan as well. And, and so what's happening is the Republicans uh, releasing a report in the last few days. They plan to, the Republicans say if they, they take the House in November, they plan to have hearings on this because it was a total disaster. We left tens of millions of dollars worth of military equipment behind. We ignored recommendations to leave at least a small group of about 2,500 soldiers there just to keep some kind of check on the Taliban. And we didn't do that. Uh, Texas Congressman Ronnie Jackson uh, is one of those very concerned and planning to do something about it if Republicans take the House. Cut number four. It outlines the lack of planning, the lack of, the lack of urgency by the White House, uh, by the National Security Council, by the State Department. It shows that they disregarded a lot of the information they were getting from the Department of Defense, from the military. They just completely disregarded that. They put the State Department in pretty much in charge of this entire evacuation procedure. And, and it, you can see what it led to. It led to a colossal failure. We've destroyed our reputation abroad. We lost 13 service members in the process. And I, I think that we have a lot of whistleblowers that have come out that have contributed to this report. I think it's very accurate. I think it's very telling. I think it's only the beginning of what we're going to find out once we get the House back in January and we really start oversight into this. It's just another thing that, uh, you know, Joe Biden's administration, a, a total failure. You know, I, I think a lot of people agree we should probably have gotten out of Afghanistan the issue is how it was done, and it was a disaster, as uh, Congressman Jackson points out. Uh, I mean, we lost 13 servicemen in I, that. Do you really need hearings on this? I, I think they really? want to bring in to hold people accountable formally. Okay. I think they just want it on the, on the record. I, I, but to your point, it may be as simple as payback. You know, the Democrats have been holding hearings whenever they want to try to make someone look bad. That may be part of what's going on, but they also may want to get people under oath on the record so that that record can be used for whatever they want. I just think uh, it was a colossal failure and everybody knows it. And it was a Biden's, it was on by, it was all on Biden and, and right. his, you know, his, whoever was executing that quote plan. I think everybody, I think that anyway, if you I, want I to do hearings, it, do hearings. But. I don't think anybody really knows what would have happened had this with uh, withdrawal gone better. The Taliban may still have wound up in charge. The uh, the <laughs> Afghan Afghan government may still have folded, and their military may still have folded. Nobody nobody really knows, and we'll you know we, oh, I we know. Can, never can know. 
but uh, the way it was handled, the um, the disaster that it was, is a fact, and that could that could have been handled better. Yeah. We could have had all that equipment out of the hands of Al Qaeda well, types that, that, and Taliban. That, that would merit hearings yeah. on why why you didn't get our why we didn't get our equipment out and left our equipment over there. What millions and millions of dollars? Oh yeah. And, and but the Taliban was going to take over. That that's that's that like tal- eighty twenty, maybe ninety ten. That that thousand years from now, if we're yeah. still around, the Taliban will still be over there, <laughs> huh? I mean, that's their religion. Yeah, and, and and it's a country that has always been tribal in nature. Sure, you're the the local tribal leader runs that district or whatever you call it, and you have to you have to make deals with that with that guy. Yeah, so. All right, next story, Fred. Yeah, well, just uh, watching tomorrow. Tomorrow is uh, an important day in the life of uh, Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney uh, because the people of Wyoming. Now the end is near. <laughs> and so I face the final Trump ha- Have you guys seen the ad that uh, her daddy has put out there? Yes. No. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I, these are people who hate Trump. Uh, but Liz Cheney, uh, every poll that you read out there, she's going to lose tomorrow the primary. And, Bigly. Bigly. And, and Trump's pick is going to win. We're watching also Alaska, Markowski up there. They have a weird way of doing things up there. Like there's about 15 people going to be on the ballot tomorrow. You mean Alaska? Alaska. What did I say? No, that's yeah. what you said up yeah. there. Yeah, Alaska. Maybe they'd be way up there. Yeah, Alaska. And I think the top four will be on the ballot in November. Uh, it's kind of weird, but Markowski has also under the reprimand of the Republican Party in Alaska yeah. for her vote for impeachment against but Trump. Sarah Palin's running for Congress up there, right? That is correct. That's tomorrow, too. Yep. Right. Well, okay. 11 days from now, something else big. What, your football? Birthday? My birthday. That's your birthday. August 26, folks. Put, put that on your calendar. We'll be back in five <laughs> minutes with Steve Jordahl. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.